As the generic rock intro fades out, the Check Engine podcast fades in. Welcome everybody to the show. You are listening to the only podcast entirely produced by three winners of IMSA's Spirit of the Race Award at the 2015... World Champs. World Champs. The 2015 Sailing Six Hours of the Glen. Behind the controls, I've got Tristan. How you doing? Yo, doing pretty well. How about you guys? Doing well. And the only person who deems it necessary to have a pop filter on his microphone... We've got Andrew sitting here as well. Again, how are you, sir? Hello. This is now the only ASMR car podcast in the world. No, no. I think if this would, this could be a really good pivot for our brand. <laughs> really good pivot. That oh. might is that the early, that might be worth a stop and hold. <laughs> right off yeah, the bat. Yeah, what? All right. Yep. Your uh, your recording is turned off. Your oh, recording this is turned is... off now. Ladies and gentlemen, this is a very special time for the Check Engine Podcast. This is their very first stop and hold penalty. Um, for those of you not familiar, a lot of times in motorsports, if a car is deemed to do something illegal or egregious, they pull them in and they stop them and they hold them for a certain amount of time. So we're going to do the same thing here. If anybody says anything egregious or stupid or something just like Andrew said there, we are stopping him and we are holding him. His microphone is turned off for how much longer now, Tristan? Uh, looks like we've still got about... 30 seconds on that 60 second stop and hold that he's been given oh. so, so gonna... while we're waiting for that let's talk about for anybody who's new tuning in let's talk about what you can expect from us um, we're going to talk about what we're not we're not journalists we don't write for a magazine we don't report for a website we do not work for any sort of brand any car company any motorsports entity but what we are um you kind of said it best we're kind of like the duct tape of automotive podcasts I, you know yeah, we're you know, when you need an automotive podcast, you know, we're in a drawer somewhere. In a pinch, we'll do the job. There might be better tools for it, but we'll do. We'll do. Yeah, yeah. It's it looks we, like uh, we've got uh, Andrew coming out of the penalty box at this point. Andrew so is the stop and hold. Rejoining, been... rejoining the race. Welcome back. I just got to say, just like with any other racing, there is no arguing the penalty. Look at that. Well, Andrew stands corrected. Someone who's never uh, never been a race car driver, apparently. <laughs> yeah, right? There's always room for uh, debate on any sort of ruling. Yeah, from but the... you, let your, you let your team manager do that for you. Uh-oh, oh, I see yeah, what he's doing go. there. I see what he's doing there. So we're like the duct tape of car podcasts, but what we are essentially is three people who just love cars. We're passionate about automotive um, everything. We're passionate about motorsports, and the conversations that um, you're going to hear us having on our podcasts are ones that we've already had with one another on road trips, at a racetrack, in a garage, at a car show, and um, we want you to hear these, and more importantly, we want you to join the discussion. Um, we are live now. We are published. Um, you can go find us at anchor.fm slash podcast. Um, we're on Google Play Podcast, we're on iTunes, we're on Spotify, we're on Overcast, we're on Pocket Casts, anywhere you can find basically a podcast, we're up there now, um, so go find us, go listen. If you want to reach out, discuss an episode, um, you can reach us by direct email at checkenginepodcast at gmail.com, and we're obviously all over social as well. Um, on Facebook, find us at Check Engine Podcast. please like us. Um, if you don't like us, that's cool, but please be sure to share us because you might have a friend that could like us. So sharing is very important. Um, Twitter, we are at Check Engine Pod. There's no cast on the end. Right. It was too long for Twitter. Too long for Twitter. So at Check Engine Pod. And for sake of clarity, we are also Check Engine Pod on the Instagram. The Instagram machine as well. So follow us on there. Um, Comment on current or past episodes, and also give us um, some ideas for episodes you would want to hear. Um, we just may end up using it and talking about it, and uh, I we'll, guess that, that'd be cool for you. Yeah, so we'll, we'll pretend it's ours, definitely. We'll I mean, definitely pretend it's ours, but, you know, thanks for the, for the heads up. Um, what is on the schedule today, boys? What are we going to be discussing? 
Um, we are going to talk road trips, but first I have some news. If we want to do a little news. We're yeah. going to get into the pace laps. Yeah, get things warmed yeah. up with some pace laps and we'll, then we'll... move on to the main event, road trips. Buckle up. I'm very excited for that one. Yeah, it's going to be a fun ride. might be our shortest pace laps ever. We're anxious to get on this one. I am. Yeah. I am a little bit. <laughs> well, just one pace lap, maybe. Yep. Just a quickie. Oh, here's, here's the most interesting one that I have. Uh, I heard something very weird from my boss. He walked into work one day this past week, and he said, I just got spam on my OnStar? With a question mark? So this is, this is a thing. You, you wouldn't think it is, but... OnStar spam, where you get a call through your OnStar, not through your connected phone, not through Bluetooth, Bluetooth, not any of that, directly through the mirror in any OnStar car for the fake credit checks and the new credit card offers and the, all of that stuff. Mirror, mirror on my windshield. Who is this calling me? That's right. Yeah. So, so you can have like a Nairobi prince, like a Kenyan prince, yeah, try to give you money through your OnStar. Through your OnStar. So, Dope. <laughs> My thought was, okay, this must be new. I'd never heard of this before. I didn't know it was a thing. It's really, really super not new. Well, I was, I was trying to figure out, uh, is this something that just started happening? No, no, no. The first thing I found was an article, a write-up from 2011. Okay. He cited this happening as far back as 2009. So it's just been an ongoing problem. People somehow call the car number... And, um, not, so not your cell phone number, the car number, and, uh, it just goes through, you are charged for it oh, Jesus. by OnStar. <laughs> Jesus. And, um, so you either have to fight with OnStar or <laughs> just pay the fee. And you, as the owner, are responsible for putting that number into the no-call database. Chevy doesn't do anything about it. Onstar doesn't do anything about it. And it just happens. That's some, <laughs> air quotes, customer service for you right there. Wow. That's all. I mean, all I have to say is wow. Is that not totally weird? That's yeah. That's. I mean, so, so the behind-the-scenes here is... OnStar has its own number, is mm -hmm. that, so it's it's functioning like a cell phone built into your car. Yeah, has its own number. They've gotten those numbers from a database somewhere, mm -hmm. and they're you know cranking or spam calling those phone numbers. Is yep. kind of the behind the scenes on that one. Which when you were first discussing this, not on the podcast, I thought there was some other system that that worked through where it was you know we went over a cell phone you know network but it was like a private thing no it's really just a phone number yep and you're getting you know bad you know spam calls to your you know phone number that you don't even know what it is because it's just i push the button in the mirror and it makes a phone call yeah i uh i didn't understand that either that they each have yeah. their own phone numbers or maybe, you know, I thought that they might have transitioned to a newer system because everyone has cell phones now. But nope, it's it's still the same system as it ever was. And uh, it's apparently it's vulnerable. So if this is happening to you, you are not alone. But you yes, want... you are. <laughs> <laughs> but also you are a little bit. Just make sure you take care. I, I would imagine if you call customer service and say, I'm just getting ridiculous amounts of spam calls. I don't think they're actually going to charge you, but... You know, the normal progression of things is that they will charge you for the time that you use. If you are an active OnStar user, um, I guess just be cautious. Take those extra steps if necessary. Um, if, you, if you get a chance, I mean, most of us have smartphones now. You know, obviously, don't want to, we, don't, we, don't want, we don't want you to be charged too much for this. But if you get one of these calls coming through, and you can record it using you know, the voice memos app on your phone, we'd love to hear what these sound like. That would be great, um, actually. And, yeah, you know, what, kind of, what kind of things they are. So feel free to send those to us. Um, we might play it on the air. You know, definitely, <laughs> if we get one, the first one we will get, we will definitely put on uh, one of our next podcasts for sure. Oh, that'd be so cool. That'd be so much, well, not so much fun. Not for the person getting it, I guess, but it'd be fun for us. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, that's, you know, if these people would actually put the same amount of time of, and effort into actually doing something productive rather than trying to mess with people's lives, like, there's going to be a lot of cool stuff happening in the world, <laughs> more sure. than more than already is. Um, I, if, if we have just a little bit more time before we get into it, I would like to introduce a weird new segment called Neat Car News. Neat Car News. Neat. So yeah, we have car news, regular car news. That's, that's pretty neat. But, yeah, it is pretty neat. But we need specific news for neat cars. I saw a neat car the other day, and it was this. 
It was a Hennessy Raptor. Okay. Ooh. Okay. With a punch dent in the tailgate. <laughs> <laughs> so a $60,000 truck, this guy bought his Ford Raptor, said, no, this is not fast enough. It's not off-road enough. He took it to Hennessy, who put a bunch of parts on it and made it a lot faster for the low cost of about $13,000. So he's and, 73 grand in. Yeah, just about. between, Depending on how he took all the badging off. So depending on how quick, between 60 and 73 grand. Um, and then proceeded to punch the back. How you know, know it was him? Well, someone did. You know, it was that thing where it was clearly like four little finger dents inside of a longer, uh, like a, a larger dent. Clearly a punch dent. Um, but the car was neat. <laughs> he could have. It could have been like a fit of road rage by somebody else that punched it. <laughs> like he, it could have been. Yeah. I, I don't know if it's fair to say he punched his own truck. <laughs> I mean, if it's a fit of road rage, it's definitely a motorcyclist. Because oh, that would be the only way you'd reach out of your car and punch another car. Maybe it's it not going to yeah. happen. It's definitely a guy on a motorcycle. What if it's for sure. just a stoplight? But it's going to be... It's in the or back. Yeah, you'd have it. to, like, reach... I mean, maybe you could do it, go-go gadget arms, but you have to reach out the window and punch several feet over the hood of your car. What if it was in a parking lot? It wouldn't be road rage, then, would it? Just be rage. Yeah, oh. parking lot rage. Parking lot okay, I didn't know there were different <laughs> names for it. <laughs> but I guess I stand corrected. Um... That's a really cool segment. I really don't have any neat car news to update anybody on, though. And we were discussing starting this, and I was told that I don't have a neat car. I'm going to say it anyway. <laughs> I saw an original H1 Hummer. You know, basically right off the line. Uh, you know, this, this one went to the military, and the next one went to just some guy. And it didn't have the full, like, military recreation on it with the dummy machine gun on the roof and all oh, the other geez. stuff. Um, but it did have the full, it was like the, the, the H1 Prepper Edition. It had the, the giant brush bar on the front. It had, you know, the hard top cargo area back. And then it had, on the roof rack of this thing, it had a full Hummer H1 wide roof box. This roof box was, like... 10 feet wide. It oh was ridiculous. <laughs> and it went all the way down the length of the, of the Hummer. And then on the back, it was just full of jerry cans. And there were some that were clearly diesel and some that were water. This man was carrying around oh, blue on. jerry cans, driving his Hummer around. We saw that just on the way here today. The, the apocalypse version of the Hummer? I mean, it's just so important to note that if indeed the apocalypse happens while he's driving around, that truck will not save him. At all. Nope. No. Not even close. <laughs> just, just doomed to run out of gas. Well, I'll say, yeah, it'll save him for about 30 miles until he runs out of gas. Yeah. Diesel, actually. And then he's going to have to start bartering for fuel again yeah. to put in his jerry cans. But he has water. So, you know what? Maybe we're wrong here. Maybe he will be the only survivor. No. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, that's not going to happen. That's not going to happen. All right. All right, that's enough. we got to get to the topic. After the shortest pace laps ever. Shortest pace laps ever. Buckle up, everybody. We're going on a road trip. Um, So just as much as there is fascination with your first car, just as much as there is a love affair with dream cars, which is the topics we've already covered, there is an equal amount of um, romanticism, if that's a word, with, um, with road trips. Yeah. The idea of just getting out in the open road, escaping from your everyday life, seeing something that you've never seen before, probably never going to see again. Mm -hmm. I mean, unless you take that same road trip again. But just that whole idea of just getting out and getting away is something that people have been fascinated by. So today, we're not really going to recount our best or our favorite road trips. We're going to kind of break down the anatomy of of a road trip. Um, What makes a good one? To-dos and not-to-dos. To-goes and not-to-go. And obviously, um, because this is, of course, a car podcast, what are we driving when we hit the open road? Yeah. So um, I've got a little bit of a last-minute edition, so yeah. stop me if we don't want to go there. But I think we'll look at, can I look at the history of the road trip and kind of where it started was actually in Europe. As with most things in the United States, it started there as something a little bit different, um, you know, covered in many other places as the idea of the Grand Tour. This is something that you know, only, you know, rich heirs and heiresses got their, you know, supercharged Bugattis through 16 steamer trunks in the back and drove all over Europe. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's nice. Yeah. That's a nice so, touch. So that was, that was kind of where this came from, but I think as with, you know, to not get too America about it, as with a lot of things that, you know, we tend to do in this country, it's been democratized significantly. And that's what we're talking about today is the, you know, the new newer American tradition of piling you know, people in the car and 
driving somewhere. Yeah, you know, so just for the hell of it. Yeah, exactly. We're well, going to get to the details of that, but that's kind of the where it's coming from is this more limited upper crust, you know, kind of thing that wasn't available to everyone. And our kind of fascination with it is that now it is. It, it is available. Yeah, yep. Like at the time, cars weren't available to everyone exactly, either. Yeah, but right. now cars are available to pretty much everyone. Right. Uh, well, what I was going to say was I, from the episode of the Grand Tour where they talked about Grand Touring, they uh, pointed out that they people would go to see uh, great historically important monuments um, or museums and... Intellectual gatherings, various right. salons and in, things like that. In America, we're not about that. We're about world's largest blank mm-hmm. or weird <laughs> food. <laughs> weird food, world's largest blank, some kind of monument yeah. often. Yeah. Yeah. More about often. world's largest hot dog. Is that a monument? It should be. Okay. Close enough. I'll, I'll allow it. I'll but yeah, um, so that's that's the American road trip. I think um, first first one we start off with, so you get everybody in the car, you decide where you want to go. Do you use the GPS, the nav in the car, or do you go old school and just go with the, the old fold-out map Oof. across the dash? I mean, <laughs> so I have my answer right away. Uh, being from a technological background... I will definitely use a GPS, but also being from a technological background, and Andrew, you can speak to this too, There's your world is lost if you do not have a backup. Mm-hmm. So there's always going to be a paper map, good lord, printed map quest directions, yeah, map um, quest. You know, things like that that will back up should, the, tech, yeah, should the technology fail. Are you still there, MapQuest? <laughs> Oh yeah! Please oh, yeah. write into the Please show. Please write into the show, map quest. <laughs> Send us still... directions. Um, <laughs> but uh, but no, I think you know. For me, it's always going to be a GPS, just because it's a certain amount of not worrying when you've got a paper map. As long as you know how to read a paper map, and you can get yourself out of a sticky situation, should your GPS not work, you don't have to worry about you know where exactly do I turn. It gives you a countdown to it. If you miss the turn okay, I'm going to spend 20 minutes figuring out my new route on a paper map or, you know, give the phone or give the in-car GPS system 30 seconds to pick a new route for you, mm-hmm. and you're back on track. So I think for ease of use, I go with GPS. Um, in the road trips I've taken, I've only ever used a GPS, but just think to provide a counterpoint isn't part of the kind of mystique of a road trip, the fact that you may get lost. Like, that you may have to take a back road or an alternate route and because you just never know what you're going to find, it might be something amazing on that wrong turn that you take. In this game of tennis, point, counterpoint, and I'm going to send this one right back at you, some of the craziest places I've ever driven have been in places that a GPS tells me to go because they are ruthlessly mathematical and computer. If, the, if it's, if it's one-tenth of a second faster to drive <laughs> through a town in Ohio called Zinnia, which has happened to me. They will send you there instead of taking you to the interstate. Waze loves to do that. Some of the most interesting places I've driven have been at the behest of a GPS. Um, you know, so and it is kind of this, you know, random, who knows what you're going to get because there could be construction on this one main road someday. So, boom, the GPS sends you some crazy direction. Right. I, I think... I think you have to use a GPS now. It's definitely foolish just not to use it or, you know, to create this road trip where you sort of artificially use a paper map just because. But, that being said, one of the most important things in my car that's moved with me, every new car I've gotten, is a paper map. It's Wisconsin on one side, it's the U.S. on the other side with all major highways, because you just never know. There is another thing. If you're taking a very specific road trip, not just point to point. If you're taking a road trip on a special highway or on, uh, you know, at the back way to whatever your destination is, you can't get that in a GPS. You might be able to set parameters to get you close, but if you want to take one road, you know, I'll bet you, even if you're on Route 66 and you want the next town to Route 66, I'll bet you the GPS can find a faster way to get you there. That's not what you're there for. You know, you're there for the the real experience of whatever road you're on. I have, yeah. I have never done a road trip without a GPS, but it is a bucket list thing to do a road trip with just a paper map. Would be cool. It would be so much fun. If you really want to go throwback, let's get like an old 
classic car to do it into. Yeah, we'll get yeah, the GTO. I mean, we'll get the GTO, yeah, roll the window down, and use a map. There's always we'll a little, little for that. We'll have our cigarettes rolled up in our sleeves. Obviously. <laughs> and, I mean, we'll just go do it. I think it'd be awesome to do. Um, but, yeah, just efficiency-wise, I mean... Yeah, I and mean, I think, too, when you're looking at, you know, when you're taking a road trip on a specific road, by definition, you're not... You don't need directions. I suppose. So, I mean, I, I've never... I mean, I drove almost four and a half hours each direction down Highway 1 in California. To, you know, specifically to see Highway 1, I never pulled out my phone other than take pictures because I got on Route 1 and stayed there. Mm-hmm. If I'm taking a road trip where I need directions, I'm going to be using a GPS, but if I'm on a road that is its own thing just to be on the road, I'm also not going to need directions. So I suppose that's fair. That's fair. Takes it out of there. So um, we agreed that when we hop in the car, we're, we're grabbing um, our GPS. At least bring it with. you got to <laughs> have it. you got to have it. you got to have it. So question two, um, how many people are you bringing along with you? How much is too much? What's the right amount of, of people in the car to go on this trip? And uh, what, what are the different designations? What are the roles or the rules of the road trip for the for the drivers and the passengers. Hmm. I think I think for a road trip, let's say anything over what maybe three hours, four hours, you know that <laughs> anything else is just kind of a, just moving to a different location. I'm driving somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I I think two is good. Three is perfect. Four is okay, but it's really just one too many people, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, I would say if you're if you're obviously if you're constrained by the size of the vehicle, if you're road tripping to a destination or if the journey is the goal, yeah, I would say if you have the choice, I would pick three. Mm-hmm. I think two two is enough. Um, you know, one having done that a lot, um, twelve hour plus road trips on my own to Virginia repeatedly, um, it's <laughs> it's not fun when you have to do all the jobs. It starts um, to go like all the shining on you and start seeing like. You know, yeah. bartender who's not there. Yeah, all, all drive and no play makes Tristan a dull driver. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I, I, agree with the, I agree with the three. And you kind of touched on it, the constraints. Like, unless you have, like, a larger, like, a conversion van or something like that, it, it, you're sacrificing the comfort at that point. Anything the, with only two rows is four people max. Right. You look at, and you know, I'm, And I'm saying three in case you have to... If you have a lot of stuff and you got to use that back seat, whoever's sitting in the back can still be somewhat comfortable. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, so I always go with three um, as kind of like my go-to. Um, also, three gives you a nice little rotation. Like when we were coming back from uh, VIR, Virginia International Raceway, that three got us through from Virginia back to home in a night and a morning, whereas even with two, you're you're just pushing that a little, because by the time we took our first break, you know, I kind of blew a red light there a little bit. Like, clearly I was past my mm. usefulness as a driver, but that that overnight, that midnight stretch is always far tougher than, you know, the getting to dusk part. So I really think three is your perfect sweet spot. Yeah, what did we have there? Like, each of us drove two shifts, basically, yeah. and it took us on a 14-hour trip all the way home. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And we are all in pretty decent shape. I mean, we were tired as shit, but, <laughs> but we lived. But we made it. Yeah, <laughs> Hooray, yeah we made we it. We, we made it safely. Yeah. Uh, unlike uh, two, so proving the point. Unlike two, unlike our trip back from Sebring. Well, we made it safely. <laughs> Did we? We made it safely only by virtue of the fact that the cop we almost hit slammed on his brakes. Uh oh. Yeah. Boy. So that was too tired. We were already looking for a place to stop. Don't worry, everyone. We knew we were tired, but... Yeah, don't drive tired. Don't drive tired. That's just as bad as driving drunk. And we were already looking for a place to stop, but it was just 15 minutes too late. <laughs> um, but, and then and that was two. That was with two people mm-hmm. versus the very safe trip home from VIR with three. Yeah, um, yeah. I think yeah, maybe, maybe our insight is biased a little bit because we drive places together to go see <laughs> races and things like that. Very so true. we may have settled on three just by default, but if, 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 I think if, the math works out. And if, if somebody else has another idea, if somebody else disagrees and says, no, you need a fourth because, reach out to us, email, social, let us know what you think. Um, but I guess we're all agreeing on three. Are there certain ro- roles that each person plays depending on where in the car they are? Obviously the oh, driver is, oh, yeah. like, don't kill everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The just, the driver. just keep the car on the road. Rule number one. Fly the airplane. Fly Always. the airplane. Shiny uh, side up is rule number two. Mm-hmm. Shiny side up and rubber side down. 
So we got, you know, the driver, obviously. You have your navigator, the clear navigator, and, uh, and as the, is, the, is the passenger. The thing is, even if you are a bad navigator, you have to quickly learn to become a good one when you're in the passenger seat, even if you have GPS, because of all the things we already talked about. Maybe there's construction, maybe there's, uh, you know, it, it is a road that you want to stay on, but it's not clearly marked, as can happen. Anything like that. That, that is you as the passenger slash DJ, so co-pilot slash DJ. I was just going to say, DJ <laughs> is also very yeah, important. The human info And we should center. probably touch on that a little bit, too, what kind of road trip music. Road trip music. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a bit, but yeah. yes, DJ. That may even be a whole other podcast, Ooh, driving music. Driving music. Let's do that. Let's All do right. it as an yeah. episode. All right, we'll do that as an episode. False alarm, kids. So we're going to, so DJ, so guy in the backseat, guy or girl in the backseat, what's, uh, what's, what's the role there? My favorite part about being in the backseat is reminding you to just crazy men that we need to stop for a bathroom break. <laughs> bathroom breaks are very important and the person driving and the person making sure the person who's driving knows where they're going and stays awake, they lose track of that sometimes. True. In the backseat, all you have to think about is how much soda you drank at the last stop. How much <laughs> do I have to pee right now? Exactly. Yeah. And for someone <laughs> like you who drinks soda by the gallon Yes. <laughs> it's, yes, I do. It's, it's vitally important to someone like you. Um, I'm, I'm like that way as a driver, though. Like, if I'm driving, I'm not stopping until the car needs to stop. Right. Like, next fuel stop is my next stop. <laughs> That's the race driver tradition right there. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, Absolutely. Um, he'll, just, he'll just go in the suit if he needs to. It's no big deal. It's yeah. not a big deal. I'm sweating anyway. No one's going to see it. Um, <laughs> So gross. <laughs> so gross. <laughs> so gross. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> we broke Andrew. Um, so yeah, it is important, I think, to have that person back there reminding you. And I think it's also, we talk about the rotation, that person in the back seat does get some time off to sleep. Yes. <laughs> does get the little cat nap in there. Yep. Sleep, it's, it's, it's very much like endurance racing. You're, you're the mechanic in the garage with his hands over his eyes, Sleeping and eating a triangle-shaped sandwich. A triangle-shaped sandwich, yes. Or a Fig Newton or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit of sous chef, too. There's, there's going to be snacks oh, yeah. in the back of the car. There's not a lot of room up in the footwells in the front. So it's usually when that guy in the back is not sleeping, it is, hey, I've got Doritos. You guys take some of these or whatever it may be. So you're the quartermaster is what you are in the back seat. You're really? on yeah. KP duty. Yeah, quartermaster. <laughs> quartermaster. <laughs> so, you've got the three people. We've settled on three. We've got the driver, the navigator, DJ, the quartermaster in the back. Um, how long before you get sick of them? Like, how long is too long on a road trip? How long How long a drive is too long? Oof. I... I mean, let's admit, like, we've done a few road trips together, and when we're done with our road trip, we say goodbye, see ya. We probably don't talk to each other for at least a couple of weeks. Yeah, let's be honest. Like well, we don't. Yeah, and I think part of that is the, the just the, the decompression from the trip. Yeah. But I think, for me, as long as I'm still actively engaged in the trip, there could be functionally no limit to that time, because Oof. it's because it's still happening. But you I know? mean, don't you have an absolute upper limit on the amount of time you can spend? Getting into and getting out of a car over a span of, you know, for example, I think I max out about 12 hours a day. I think that's about the point where I just start to not be able to handle it anymore. Yeah, no, I think, you know, per day there's definitely a limit because eventually I'd like to sleep in a bed. Yeah. I'd like to spread out, you know, full length somewhere. Take a shower. Something Nick can... Definitely attest to. Yeah, but yeah. to be fair, you can't sleep anywhere. I can sleep anywhere. There's I can. <laughs> like, if we need run out of room in the car, we can just strap him to the roof, and he'll sleep all the way to our destination over there. Nap you time. Wouldn't even care. Give me a sleeping bag, and wouldn't even wouldn't care. even notice. Nope. Um, but I think no. The depends on exactly how the question was asked. I guess you know should clarify. Is like there number any, of days? Yeah, I mean, like you know, could I potentially, with you two guys, get in a car in Key West and drive all the way to Alaska without needing anything more than the, you know, rest stop every 12 hours or so? Mm -hmm. Probably. I mean, I think that the act of traveling kind of keeps me engaged, personally. Yeah. So, yeah, once we get home, it'll be months, probably, before I talk to you again. <laughs> but but there's a, there is no, for me, there is no limit on the length of the trip. There might be a limit on the length of the day. 
but not the length of a trip. I think that's fair. It's more of a day thing versus the actual overall trip. I think so, just because as long as you get a chance for a good recharge, while it may drag on a little bit, you'll still be ready to get back on the horse or back in the car. True. It's a momentum game. Very mm-hmm. true. Very true. Um, so, perfect road trip. Where are you guys going? Where would you guys like to go? I can kick it off. I, I have an interesting one here. I have a destination road trip that I think would actually be pretty fun. Uh, I think that schedules, you know, schedules pending, I think it would be really cool if you could pull off the perfect NFL road trip. So this would be one where you would start in scenic, beautiful Canton, Ohio. Maybe on a Wednesday? Have you been to Canton, Ohio? It's scenic and beautiful. The, they wouldn't put the NFL Hall of Fame in any other place. Sounds good for me. I'll take your word for it. <laughs> I mean, if that's the logic, then yeah, of we'll, course. Go, we'll go with it. Of course. Uh, start in Canton, Ohio. You we see, love you, Canton. You see the NFL Hall of Fame. Shout to Canton. Maybe on a Wednesday. Then, just a short drive away from Canton, Ohio, is lovely. The metropolitan paradise of Detroit. If, it, if it's possible to get any more scenic than Canton, Ohio. That's right. It's Detroit. <laughs> it's Detroit. But yeah, so you start in Canton, see the Hall of Fame. You go to Detroit for a Thursday night football game. Straightforward enough. But the next step would be to do the full NFC North. So you go Canton to Detroit to Chicago for a Sunday game to Green Bay for a Monday night game and then to Minnesota for a Thursday game the next week. If you could get that to line up, that would be a pretty sweet road trip. Yeah, and that would be a fantastic way to break up division by division and you know, kind of league by league, you know, NFC, AFC, yeah. and conference by conference. For reference, everybody, we, we, we are based in NFC North country. So right. just something to I, clarify. It's not like we're living in LA or like, man, we want to go to Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> just I, in case I, in case for some reason it's not clear, we are talking American football. We are talking the NFL. And for Tristan and I, these are our birth teams. He's bears. And so, you know, whatever that is what it is. Uh, I'm green Bay. It's title town. It's history. The name's on the trophy. And Nick is some, what, what are you? Chargers, bolt up, baby. <laughs> bolt, bolt up. up. Bear Chargers. down. Bolt Chargers. up, bear down, and whatever the Packers do. Um, that song, Go Pack Go. go. Da, 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 da. Oh, there you go. We get a rendition, oh. a rousing rendition. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But I, you really could do this with any division in football. Obviously, for us, I think that's the home territory, and also you get the added benefit of seeing the Football Hall of Fame, which is a place that I really would want to go. Yeah, that's a, that's a, good, that's a good start. You can and you can do this with. I mean, if you're a baseball fan, let's do it with a tour of the baseball. Absolutely, let's that, a lot more opportunities too. They play right. a lot more games. Well, they that's where I initially games. got the idea for you know because people do baseball road trips, and I think if you know by some miracle of NFL scheduling, if you manage to get that perfect road trip, that that Thursday, Saturday, oh, Sunday, Thursday, Thursday would yeah. be so. Perfect. But how would you kill time from the Sunday in Green Bay to the Thursday in Minnesota? Um, there is a. Big gap there. It goes a long way. Problem. Goes a long way. Ooh, here so we you go. go. Go north through the UP. Through the UP, across under Lake Superior, hit Duluth Superior, and then come back down to the cities through northern Minnesota. Yeah, uh, what is it? The Iron Butt Route or whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's a motorcycle thing for people who might not know. But yeah, that is a ride where people take along the coast of Wisconsin up into the UP all the way around, basically a Great Lakes tour. That would be perfect. Because that would kill that time. Yeah. Right. That yep. would kill that time. But, you know, all important for road trips, you know where you want to go, but you need the right car. And there really is only one car that you could take on this road trip, and it's Rex Ryan's lifted F-250 with the Bills logo all on the side, just because what is more NFL than that truck? It has to be a pickup, at least. Well, it has to be a pickup, but if you're doing the NFC North Tour, why would you pick an AFC East team on the side of your truck? Because he's the, you know, he's the only guy who had the the full... Did you ever see a picture of his truck? I've seen the picture truck? of the truck, yes. You, then you know why it has to be that truck. <laughs> you know why it is. Fine. <laughs> or we can do something else. We can do like a, a Bud Light emblazoned Chevy or something like that, but it has to be the most NFL Are you tailgating truck. at these games? 
Oh, yeah. That's, oh, okay, so then pick up. Yes, yeah. carry all your You've got to getting the supplies. Part. Yes, now yes, now I'm on board. You've got to do I'm it. I'm totally on board now. <laughs> I mean, if you're okay. just driving a pickup okay. for the sake of a pickup. Hey, you know, you can tailgate the lakes, too. You know, get to Michigan. Hey, it's a tailgate. You get to Superior. Hey, it's a tailgate. <laughs> Celebratory tailgating, a Wisconsin tradition. That's right. We will tailgate the purchasing of tickets for Brewers opening day. Oh, oh, that is huge. So, so that's, you know... So we'll tailgate anything in this state for sure. Did you hear there's a bill in the Wisconsin legislature right now to make tailgating illegal? No, there isn't. That'll yes. never, that'll no. never, no. never pass. That'll never pass. Next, next topic. That'll never pass. <laughs> yeah. Moving on. Someone so, else. Who's next? You want to take it or should I go? Either one. Up to you. Um, well, as a driver, someone who just, I'm just a driving freak. Um, my road trip is not necessarily a destination road trip. It is a, well, it is a road trip to get to a road to drive. Oh, yeah. A road Fair trip enough. to get to a Fair driving enough. road. It's classic. Um, and I've actually got three. I can't just pick one because this country is huge. There's a lot of really cool spots to see. Um, and quite frankly, planes are cool, but you don't get to see it all when you're just flying over the top of everything. So um, I've got three that I'm going to... Um, I'm going to share with you guys. One of the first ones I really want to do is they call it the going to the sun road. It's in, um, it covers the east west distance of Glacier National Park mm-hmm. up in Montana near the ca- Canadian border. Um, it's 50 miles end to end. Um, tons of hairpins, tons of elevation changes. Um, you cross the continental divide through um, Logan Pass, which can be super, super treacherous. They were talking at some points in the spring, they have to clear out 80 feet of snow. Feet! (laughs) So this has to be a summertime trip, obviously. Wow. But 80 feet of snow at the top of Logan's Pass from time to time. I'm good at driving in snow, but I can't drive in 80 feet of snow. No one can drive in 80 feet of snow. Where are Um, they putting all that? That's what's so crazy. Chucking it off the side um, of the mountain. That's that's the easy part. (laughs) Yes, seriously, folks, if you get a chance... You know, in between commenting and liking and sharing our stuff, as long as you're online anyway, just Google image going to the Sun Road and just take a look at how breathtaking that is. It's one of the, like, you have to really remind yourself to pay attention to driving because you're going to be gawking at what's all around you. Um, so that's number one for me. That's a, that's a bucket list thing. Um, number two, almost the exact opposite of that. We're going to go down to the Florida Keys <laughs> and we're going to go on U.S. Route 1, um, the Overseas Highway. 113 miles from Miami to Key West, um, and that's one of those more just to cruise. You can do that really easily in a day. Well, actually, that was a that was a trip I wanted to make for our honeymoon. But Tristan informed me it's actually not a cruise at all. It's a parking lot. It it can be a parking lot. You need to choose your times carefully. Um, <laughs> otherwise, I mean, you have the start of weekends at the start of vacation time, spring break, that kind of thing. It is just. Yeah, hundred and hundred thirty some miles. Hundred and thirteen. Thirteen miles of just nose to tail parking lot honking at each other, dodging around the endangered key deer lest you be arrested. It can be <laughs> it can be challenging, but I've also had the other experience. I wouldn't recommend it as a honeymoon thing because it could be you're not super flexible with those dates, so True. you could run into you know weirdness on that day. But it can absolutely be just a breathtaking road especially if you can catch it driving at night again with the wildlife and stuff like that it's not super great in the dark but if you can catch it daylight sunset into nighttime because you're going the long north south way um so you're going to be able to see both east and west east so and west. sunrise or sunset oh magnificent entirely entirely agree with that and nice and that's something um that i would want to do in some sort of convertible or um, like a classic car. Again, just one yeah. of those, no real, you don't need to go quick. You just kind of got to enjoy it. Top down, window down, enjoy the weather. Tristan usually can't partake in that because he's a vampire. Yeah. So he would have to go at night, especially if it's a convertible. Um, but that's that's my number two. Um, and my number three that I really want to do is um, Highway 1 in California. Um, and the road trip out there would be cool too because you can take like Route 66 going out True. To get there. And then once you get into Southern California, you can hop on the I, uh, on Highway 1, um, 656 miles, <laughs> start to end, um, opened in 1934, and it spans from south of L.A. in Orange County, way north of San Francisco, all the way almost 
Oregon, not quite. And if you have the time, just wherever it cuts off, just keep going north and go to Seattle. Just run all the way up the Pacific Coast, I think, would just be a fantastic drive. Yeah, yeah got some of that lost coast parts of the Pacific Northwest where it's kind of hard to get to. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's, that's road trip territory anyway. Well, road trip or you know, bush plane. But you know, it's the only way you're going to get to some of those things. And, you know, the, the first two I mentioned were short. 50 miles, 113 miles. You can do it in a day. Mm-hmm. Not that big a deal. This one is a little bit longer. And, but there's real no set destination. Like, this is this is your opportunity where, like, if you see a scenic viewpoint pull up, you want to stop and hang out for a while, stretch your legs. Or if you come across a random hole-in-the-wall bar that looks really cool, you yeah. want to stop in and just chat with some of the locals. You always got to um, do that. You always got to stop. You, you got to – part of the cool thing about the road trip is these tiny little spots and the people you meet along the way. And I think that California one – I mean, just going from SoCal to NorCal, there's – Culture changes, right? Oh, yeah. So, yep. I mean, you, you you can see it all on that on that on that trip. Yeah. Um, as far as the car, I would want to drive. Um, for the driving roads, um, obviously you want something that's fun to drive. Yeah. Um, for the sake of the fact it's a road trip so you're gonna be in the car a while so it also has to be really really comfortable yeah especially if you're going from here to cali then like one yeah like performance is cool but a lot of performance cars they're not made for comfort right they're just made to go fast so you got to find a balance in the middle Mm -hmm. so for this case um i'm actually going to bow to the altar of tristan and i'm going to go with an audi okay i'm going to go with like an a4 an a6 um very unassuming, just a saloon, family sedan, but they pack a whole lot of performance in those cars. And they're, they're luxurious cars. They're comfortable. Oh, yeah. They're very, very easy to drive. Yeah, my, and my, if, if you want to turn the wick up on it a little bit, it'll respond to what you ask it to do. That's right. I think they would make a that's, – that's a perfect road trip car. Yeah. I mean, having, having spent way too many hours in the backseat of that green A6 referenced in episode two, and uh, <laughs> it is uh, – I can tell you it is a an excellent place to be for immensely long road trips. It's very, very comfortable, and yeah, I think it's a good choice. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, yours, have you gone yet? No, I have not gone yet. I think, you know, Andrew chose a destination road trip. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nick chose the you know, journey being the more important part. I'm kind of mixing it a little bit, um, kind of right in the middle. Uh, I'm choosing, there's a... You know, once you get there, you know, as with most of there's, you know, there's a, an interstate driving or things like that to get to the part that really matters. Um, but I'm looking at the, actually the Alaska Highway. Um, oh, okay. Uh, the Alaska Highway, and then uh, that'll that'll turn into um, actually something called the Dalton Highway in Fairbanks, which runs all the way up to Prudhoe Bay. So all the way up to oil country, top of the world, way at the tippy tippy top of Alaska. Um, it's something that is. You know, it's not necessarily the same, you know, spirited, you know, energetic driving that you get on Route 1 or some of these other, you know, quote-unquote driving destination roads. But Mm -hmm. it is, the driving is of importance because it is not a very well-improved road. It counts as a road. Um, It's got a name. It's got signs, (laughs) you know. Everything a road should have. Um, it does the, not. The, that's the Dalton Highway. Uh, in, in particular, the Alaska Highway. <laughs> I am to a road. <laughs> <laughs> the Alaska Highway, in particular, used to have a reputation for eating cars alive. It's been improved significantly over the years, and that's you know not a, the biggest issue. It's long. It can be quite remote. Um, but yeah, once you get to the Dalton Fairbanks on north, it is you know all gravel, unimproved for the most part. Civil, civil, civilization is kind of few and far between. Cell phone signal is essentially non-existent. Right. Um, so it's 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 remote, but it's, you know, it's an interesting part of the world. You know, Alaska is remarkably huge and that kind of that kind of isolation you've got mountains, you've got, you know, tundra, you've got no other people for hundreds of miles. And I think that would be an interesting destination. And for someone who has a like a moderate interest in off-roading like myself, that qualifies as the slightly upsetting term called soft roading, where it is a, um, <laughs> where it is, uh, you know, roads that are not all that great or very, very light off-road work. Um, so with bearing that in mind, I, to be a little self-serving, would actually bring my current vehicle. I currently have a Subaru Outback. 
and I think with a few changes, it might not be my exact car, I'd probably opt for the the V6 version, a little more punch, um, especially if you start, you know, getting stuck anywhere or what have you, have a little mm-hmm. more oomph is helpful, um, and, uh, and you know, different set of tires um, improve if they get a little bit muddy, if the world gets a little bit muddy, you've got some traction to work with there, but essentially, that would be my choice, would be an Outback, um, it can, you know, just absolutely gobble up highway miles without any problem at all. Right. Um, you know, as we were mentioning with some of the other cars, you want it to be comfortable because there's going to be highway driving. Nick mentioned, you know, it's such a big country, and when you include Canada, it's more than, you know, twice as big at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, so you've got serious distance to cover, and it's a very comfortable car. But then, yeah, once you make that transition onto the, you know, gravel and dirt, um, if you're early or late enough in the year, potentially a little bit of snow that you're going to find up in the mountains, up in Alaska, you know, various places along the way, you're going to want that kind of all-terrain capability, and, you know, surprisingly, (laughs) it's got a lot, you know, it's got a lot going for it in both those. You look at, you know, hardcore SUVs, you know, look at a, you know, Toyota 4Runner or, you know, things like that. They're not going to be as comfortable in the long term, and if you look at something more like, as much as I loved them, you know, big A6 or something like that, you're going to run into issues when you get to the kind of rougher portions, and I think an Outback would be a nice nice cross between those. You've got lots of other options out there. You've got, you know, Jeep Cherokees, you know, things like that. But, you know, for its for its cost, for its reliability, for its comfort, I would I would take an Outback for that road trip. Hmm. Sure. You're looking at like a, the further north you get especially, you're looking at like a, maybe a three-week window where yeah. you won't have snow. <laughs> like, you've got to time that just right. Exactly. It is a, much like a lot of these, you've got to time, you know, the uh, overseas highway to avoid the, the lockup. Mm-hmm. You've got to time the the uh, NFL trip to match the match the schedule. And you gotta, that would be so great. you got to time, time mine to avoid Mother Nature herself. So. so is that kind of like an unintended consequence of the episode? We've kind of determined, like, timing is everything here. It yep. really it is. It really is. Yep. It really can be. I, I, so we've each had one. I would like to shout out another one because I think it's very interesting and it definitely applies to us all. All three of us know very well. Little unassuming Highway 18. We all grew up yeah. right next to it or it's on it or on using it, it yep. regularly all the time. I was completely astounded to find out. For those, again, who don't live where we are, Highway 18 is a state highway that runs east-west through southern Wisconsin. Yep, east-west. Um... But that's the thing about it. It's not actually a state highway. It's a U.S. route. route. It's a U.S. route. It starts at the lakefront in Milwaukee, right by the Children's Museum, and it goes all the way out to Wyoming. And if you, you know, continue in the path that it, you know, the roads that it becomes and then unbecomes, it goes all the way out to the the West Coast. And it's just so unbelievable to me. that little road that I, I drove it all the time. I took it to get to school. That's yes, yes, how I got to, to school. Yeah. Yeah. And, yep. and it's just so insane. So it starts at, in Milwaukee. It goes through such scenic town as Wales, Wisconsin, obviously, uh, Postville, Minnesota, Cylinder, Minnesota, uh, that has excellent a, name. If you're on a driving exactly. road trip, so how could you not Cylinder, Minnesota? All that's in Cylinder is a post office, uh, an RV sales lot, and four streets. They're numbered one through four. Hmm. <laughs> so it's a four-cylinder. Yeah, but little 18... Oh, that was... Uh, okay, no penalty for that one, but race control what? is this on. This is... Okay, this is unfair. It wasn't... It wasn't unbearable. What was wrong with that? It was, was a, rigged. It was a... It was a bad joke, Nick. Come on. Was bad. All right. <laughs> it was a dad joke. We'll it wasn't a bad we'll, joke. We'll review that one. You may be assessed a second time penalty <laughs> at the end. We'll see. Then who's going to do the outro to the show? No, it's after the race is Look over. Look at this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look at this. But yeah, so the 18 uh, it is unlike a lot of these other road trips in that it goes sort of in all directions. You go north and south, you go to Iowa, and then back into Minnesota, you just dodge Nebraska, so South Dakota, oh, um, and, and you end up in Wyoming, and it's just, I was tracking it on Google Maps, and at times you'd lose it, even with the labeling, because it's like, wait, it goes south for three miles, and it goes all the way back north, and it's just, it's the craziest thing, and you don't think about this road that you grew up just going to the grocery store on as being something that other people, they know that too. The people in Cylinder, they know Highway 18. It's the only main road through their town. That's so crazy. It, and we talked about this a little bit before we started recording, but for a road that seems so glorious, 
it's interesting. How how does it meet its end? It meets its end. It meets its end under an overpass for Highway 25 or uh, what is it at that point? Yeah, Highway 25 in little tiny, just past Manville, Wyoming. It merges with a with a with a road called 20, and it just kind of under this underpass. Literally, you see it on Google Maps, and it turns into something else like. Uh, like might be Oxville Road or something like that, but it's just it's kind of disappeared. Just gone. Yeah, Oof. in the middle of almost nowhere. For a and road that could take you so many places, it just seems like it's not fair. Almost, it is a little bit. But you know, it's one of those things where the roads technically merge onto the freeway, which is now four lanes. And yeah, so it would, yeah, it would be cool to run that and then stop and take your picture at that underpass or at that overpass where it ends and then drive back. It really would <laughs> just be. Just to say it you really, did. And it's only over a thousand, just a little bit over a thousand miles, so that'd be doable. But yeah. Has shout out to Highway 18. Shout out to Highway 18. Is the road trip over, guys? Are we are we wrapping this thing up? I think we're I think we're on the homeward bound homeward bound stretch here. We can <sighs> homeward bound we're through Milwaukee, and we're, we're nearly home. <laughs> oh down the stretch we come. Um, well, it's time to start wrapping up, everybody. Uh, who we, who or what are we thanking today? Tristan, what are we thanking? Um, I'd like to throw a shout-out uh, there to Sweet Baby Ray's Barbecue Sauce for making every food the best food. You can use that as your new tagline. You're welcome. <laughs> Andrew, what are we thanking today? Um... I'm going to shout out Highway 18 again for being awesome, and I'm also going to shout out Patty Melts because they're the superior burger. Fight me. Change my mind. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Change my Change mind. mind. Change my mind. Um, I would like to just, in general, I need to thank meat. Meat. I have been on a no meat or dairy fast for the last three days Ooh. until today, so... Meat was glorious today. <laughs> I was so excited to finally eat some more meat. So thank you, Meat, for being so awesome. And after punish your toilet later. <laughs> <Totally>. <laughs> it has no idea what's coming. <laughs> it has no idea what's coming. Oh, oh man. Um, and as always, we'd like to thank you, the listener, um, for lending us your ear. Um, you guys are always awesome, even if we aren't. Um, be sure, again, to... Find us on anchor.fm slash checkenginepodcast. We are available anywhere podcasts are found. You can go to Google Play, iTunes, Spotify, Overcast, Pocket Cast. Um, if you want to reach us via direct email, that would be checkenginepodcast at gmail.com. Um, we're all over social. Find us on Facebook, Check Engine Podcast. Like. Even if, even if you don't like, please share, spread the word. Follow us on Twitter at CheckEngine_Pod. There's no cast there. Just check engine at CheckEngine_Pod. Yep. And please uh, be a part of this discussion. Share your ideas. Talk about your road trip rules, your best road trips, your worst road trips. Comment on our current and past episodes. Thank you again for joining us, and we will talk to you again soon. Bye-bye. Bye now.